0: Welcome to Talking Tropes.
1: We're blasting off in the TARDIS one more time. And this time, TARDIS doesn't stand for tropes and respectful disagreements in sci-fi. It stands for tropes and radical discussions in sexism. Oh, Because today snap. we're talking about Russell and Moffat and their issues with women.
0: They got a lot of them. Wouldn't Both you of say? them do. Yeah, Which is surprising. For
1: sure. Like Moffat, I think, gets the brunt of it because he sort of happened later.
0: He happened um, later, and I think also, um, I think some of his
1: some of his are way more egregious. It's
0: a lot more egregious, and also it's egregious across his body of work in a really conspicuous way.
1: Yeah, uh, um, I think that so, I think that like looking at I want to avoid looking at Sherlock because there's really no defense for any of that shit. <laughs> Um, so I kind of... Because if I'm going to be defending anything that Moffat does ever, it's going to be in Doctor Who.
0: Yeah, that's... I think that's fair. Um.
1: And it's not going to be his statements in real life. Because no. he said some egregious shit.
0: Yeah, that's... Um, well, that's, I think, the other reason why he comes under fire for so much is because and He responds to criticism
1: so poorly. So
0: poorly. It's really odd. But I think I want to... I want to open this discussion with a quote from, um... The 11th Doctor in uh, his... uh <laughs> What?
1: I don't know. Just go ahead. Uh,
0: it's from the Vincent Van Gogh episode. Um, and what he says is, The way I see it, every life is a pile of good things and bad things. The good things don't always soften the bad things, but vice versa. The bad things don't necessarily spoil the good things or make them unimportant. And I think that's... And
1: that's the nature of criticism.
0: Yeah. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind for our listeners as we move Is that into I, this.
1: I really like this show, despite all the bad, despite all of the questionable. I like it.
0: Yeah, same. Like, it, it's got some issues, y'all, but, like, it also has so much good and fun and delightful parts that... We're only talking about the bad ones and hope of a future that is better. And it
1: feels like it's coming.
0: Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what good old Chris brings to the table. Chris Cribnall, Tribnall. How do you say his name? Chibnall. Chibnall. Yeah. Who cares? Who? Not me. (laughs) Um, I care a lot. Because we're moving into the era where we got a lady doctor. First time
1: in history, a female doctor, but Moffat did a lot to set it up.
0: Yes, I would agree, surprisingly, just because he, in public, has said things like, why would the doctor ever be a woman? Seems weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why he would say that. Maybe he was just using misdirection.
0: Uh, Who knows? He's
1: been known to do that, but, like, then he would go in and be like, all right, well, I'll show that it is possible Two, multiple times for a male Time Lord to change into a Time Lady mm-hmm. um, with the Master and then again with uh, that one guy in, in, uh, in Hellbent.
0: Yeah. the like, why they need to be called hell la- uh, t- Time Ladies is...
1: Because it's the opposite of Lord. I
0: know, but why can't they all just be Time Lords? I don't understand. Like it's because supposed the to English be...
1: language is gendered, but like
0: it um, doesn't have to be. It's not English, like, and and that is something that I think uh, Billy calls or Bill calls the doctor out on in season yeah, ten. Yeah, why are they called
1: Time Ladies? If yeah. you don't
0: have gender, why is it Time Lords? Uh, oops. Oops. Also, like clearly you done goofed gender. the nineteen sixties. Yep, you done goofed. Um, okay, yeah, so the ladies of dr who there are so many of them there are good <laughs> there are bad where the ladies
1: we, are all fine it's just the way that start? other people treat them i feel <laughs> i don't even know if it's their characterization
0: well, would you say that
1: the characters like that they're characterized in an unrealistic or or like sexist way
0: i would say in moffat era yes
1: so, let's get some examples of those going.
0: Yo, so, have you met this chick named Amy Pond, y'all? Like... So, she's a sexual
1: being. She's sexually attracted to the doctor. For sure. The doctor's sexually attracted to her. Yeah. But it's it's played as being really gross and weird and creepy. Like, that's the contention of the show.
0: It's not played as being gross and weird and creepy. Um, It's...
1: Maybe I just am weird and grossed out by it, but like the i don't I don't think that there's necessarily anything wrong with having Doctor Who be a show that includes a lot of sexuality in it
0: I don't think as long there's as you don't problem. support
1: the shipping
0: I don't think there's a problem with that either. I think it becomes a problem when that becomes so much of a character or, or here's the thing. It's not the sex. The sex isn't the problem. It's of course not. It's the fact that that starting in season six, even in season five, really, but it's like more excusable there. Um, Mm -hmm. Starting in season six, literally all of these women's lives revolve strictly around the doctor and like, I disagree
1: with that. I disagree with that. Amy's whole arc is about her memories, her family, and her husband.
0: Well, that's season five.
1: Even in season six, it revolves around like her, you know, her child, her husband Wait, but her her child getting over taken... her connection to the doctor. No, no, no.
0: But it's it's her child who has taken because of the doctor, and then that child. Well, everything is, will
1: everything will trace back to the doctor because he's the main character. That
0: but like River's life, like River is the biggest. River, one. I will
1: grant you a million times, but
0: and, and, and like, let's talk
1: about River. Well, but I don't think that's Amy. You know.
0: Okay. Well, then, like, let's stick to Amy. Um, Just like.
1: Like, what's Amy's arc in season six? I don't
0: understand why Amy keeps having the same arc. Is my question. Of, what's her
1: arc in season five then?
0: <laughs> okay, her arc in season five is she wants to... She's scared to commit to her husband and had this imaginary friend who she developed some weird fucking imprinting on. That's the thing. The doctor imprints on a lot of young women, which right, is... Right, we'll talk
1: about imprinting extensively.
0: Yeah. Um, but, like... So, it's about her learning to appreciate and... Like be able to overcome her hang-ups to commit to this her husband, which like cool fine whatever, um, and like you know it's she, about her
1: growing up and getting over a childhood crush,
0: right? Is but my then, understanding sure right exactly in order to like move on with her life, but also at the same time that growing up doesn't mean you have to get rid of your childhood because I think that's a big part. Right, It's,
1: it's retaining that childlike innocence, but sort of getting the Doctor out of there. And I think season six really cops to the fact that the Doctor screwed Amy's life up. Right? Like, is that not a good theme for a Doctor Who season? Or is that bad?
0: Here's the thing. Here's my problem with season six. Is that Amy as a character has no agency, so she's not given an opportunity to really have an arc.
1: This is fairly true um the only thing i would say is that she exists you don't need to, to be, be a superhero to have an arc in a superhero show
0: oh no um, like none of the companions are like superheroes for most of the show you know
1: so like her agency really is about like the amount of faith that she puts in the doctor which is addressed really well in the god complex which was not a moffat episode because of course it's not it's way too good um <laughs> And it's also addressed a little bit, a lot, in The the Girl Who Waited, which is also way too good to be a Moffat episode, um, especially in season six. Yeah. Um, so, like, those things are about, like, her not totally believing that the Doctor can save everyone in every conceivable situation, that he isn't the end-all, be-all of her life.
0: Right, and I think, you know, the finale that she for her character's final murders a guy. <laughs> uh, what?
1: Doesn't she murder Madame Kavarian in an alternate universe?
0: Oh uh, yeah, she does do that. Um but I I mean in season seven, even though it's garbage, um and even oh, though right. the whole Angels Take Manhattan episode is garbage, like the fact that she chooses Rory is correct. You know, and like <laughs> It's cor- very correct. It's correct to her character. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: I think, I think that it's honestly like a halfway decent ending for the character, even though, Do- I mean, uh, Angels Take Manhattan is one of the worst episodes ever. Of all Doctor Who. So bad. Um, cause it's mostly just padding and, and, also, and especially since Moffat's typically pretty good with pacing, I would say, but like that episode is just drags like hell.
0: It's just, and also the ideas are all half baked. Like the completely it's, it's just not good. <laughs> angel
1: babies angel baseball statues the fucking angel...
0: statue of liberty kill statue me now liberty. oops like,
1: sorry oops I, you 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 crossed the line moffat yeah <laughs> no i was suspending my disbelief but then it just dropped
0: yeah sorry the statue of liberty is not an angel eat eat shit <laughs>
1: Eat so much shit. Sorry. Um But um, I think it does it is a halfway decent ending for the characters. Apparently the ending he originally wanted was that the two of them jump off the building together and it doesn't create a paradox, and, and they, they just, just hit die? the ground.
0: Okay. Which would that's have been worse
1: way too dark, but I would actually kind of enjoy it. In a sadistic way.
0: I don't know. It's It's
1: them, like, literally saying, I would rather die than lose you to each other. Yeah. Like, that's so fucking Romeo and Juliet-style romantic.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, here's the thing. I'm not gonna criticize the Amy Rory um, dynamic in that episode too much, because I think, like, it is the right character choice, especially, like, for what they had built. Um, but like, you know, like in season six, she, like, she gets a character arc in season, in season five. And then in season six, she's just sort of there. And it's supposed to be River's sort of character arc in combination with the doctor. And like Amy and Rory are supposed to be fun supporting characters, kind of. And like, you know, like they don't have a lot of plot significance,
1: no. They're but just kind of you know, there. They dominate the the standalone episodes, the ones that Moffat didn't write. Sure. And so they do feel completely absent from the Moffat episodes of that season. Yeah. Like, Moffat just didn't care about Amy and Rory at all. Right.
0: And, and when they do show up in those episodes, they're not given necessarily a lot to do. They're just sort of, like, there. Um,
1: One of the worst female tropes is the implied adultery of Amy. Like... Where she never actually does anything, but the plot keeps she, pretending like she did. Well,
0: she does um, make out with the doctor the day right, before but, her But, like, wedding. that's not
1: enough. Like, the plot feels really jealous. Uh, like, it makes Rory seem like a creepy, jealous guy sometimes. Like, in the um, the Day of the Moon, um, Rory is, like, listening in on... Uh, On Amy, like, saying some stuff and, like, keeping secrets from him Uh about her being pregnant and stuff.
0: I mean, they're... And it's, like... Yeah, like, their relationship is problematic, TM. Um,
1: Yeah, and then, also, like, when you get into Asylum of the Daleks, where they get divorced and get back together within 40 minutes. And there's
0: no consequences. Like, it's just bad. Um, But that's, like, bad writing, Um, you know, like not just necessarily bad like, character. Female writing, right? Not so like for me in a good man goes to war, um, or I believe starting in a good man goes to war, the doctor always has to ask Rory for permission to hug Amy, which is like a bizarre level. Does he do that again
1: after that? I don't remember. He does. Oof. Um, Oof.
0: I think he belo- does no, it again roof. in um, Asylum of not Asylum of Alex, but Angels Take Manhattan. Definitely, it happens again.
1: Like very, very gross, very weird.
0: It's it's very uncomfortable.
1: Like it's just the the very idea of asking a man's permission to do anything with a woman is like very implying of ownership. Yeah, doesn't do the reverse asking.
0: Right, and they... Amy,
1: if he can hug Rory.
0: And, like, there's a really interesting thing that happens with Amy's character, too, where, um, like, the doctor is always sort of, like, half-joking that, like, it's not Amy Williams now, it's now Rory Pond. Um, and, like, you know, it's not Melody Williams. Is that,
1: is that not a good joke? Eh,
0: like, it's fine. Like, I kind of get it. Like cool like
1: Amy is much more dominant in that relationship right but, it,
0: but it's the joke but it's also the idea that like the person whose last name you should take should be the dominant person in the relationship like I...
1: well isn't that kind of I don't know like it doesn't that it, like that's the typical analysis of why taking someone else's last name is kind of sexist not to take it not the choice to take it but the insistence that you might have to take it
0: Um, Right, I think it's a dominating thing to do, but implying that you take the name of the person who is the more dominant person in the relationship has, like, some weird, troubling, like, implications that, like, most people who... The general thing that happens is that women take men's names, um, and because of that, it's saying that, well, then usually it must be the man that's dominant in this relationship. And also the idea that there has to be a dominant member of the relationship is just, like, right. a troubling idea. Um, so I don't know. Like, it's it's not the worst of the jokes, but it's just something that always struck me as, like, eh, like, fine. Little, take little it or leave iffy. it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. But then... It's always
1: in these weird side jokes, too. Yes. Like, that's a lot of the big problems with Clara in season seven... Um, when they were still playing with this idea that they were attracted to each other, which they dropped completely in season eight and, you know, thank God. (laughs) Um, but like the, like every line that the doctor says is something like you're, you dress too slutty. Yeah. Like what is the deal? Yeah, she dresses like a like a completely normal kind well, of conservative English girl,
0: like a TV character. But yeah, okay, um, fair. So well, so then just to start, of, sorry to go back to the name thing for a second. In The Angels okay. Take Manhattan, when you see the tombstone, it says "In loving memory of Rory Williams and his wife Amelia Williams," which like. Talk about some ownership, y'all.
1: Well, it, I, I don't know. Maybe that was just because it was in the past when people didn't really keep their They died
0: game. in the 80s, though.
1: Oh, is that, is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that meant... No, no defense for that.
0: What, yeah. I don't know what it
1: means. Why, why are you playing with this
0: name thing? I don't know. It's just, like, there's just, like, weird shit like that. And then also, like, in the Asylum of the Daleks... Sorry, we're just going to... Get all the shit with Amy's character out now. We're here. I think it's worth doing. It's happening. Um, Like, Amy... And, like, I I say this is a thing on Russell T's side, too, where, Mm -hmm. like, beyond Martha, none of these women really have, like, a career path, you know? Like... (laughs) Like, Very true. Like Rose's um, whole thing is that like I'm a shop girl. Yeah. And like I, I don't know what I want to do with my life, which like fair enough. She was 19, you know. Um, but like
1: the thing is, I almost kind of understand the trajectory here. So, <laughs> Amy starts out, and this is pretty sexist, as a kissogram. Yep. And the kind of career trajectory from there you don't really have anywhere else to go but model. (laughs) And, like, the implication that maybe Amy wouldn't be a model in real life is kind of patently ridiculous.
0: Uh, wait, sorry, what do you mean?
1: So, like, Amy doesn't have any real applicable skills. Right. But she does look like a model.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's fair, but it's just, like, it doesn't seem like, like, that's the thing, is we never get... Any expression of, like, I want to do something with my life from her beyond the, I want to find the doctor and also maybe marry Rory. And then, I guess, also, uh, suddenly I'm a model now? Like, I don't know. It's like, sure, maybe you're hot and sexy, but, like, why do you... That doesn't mean you necessarily want to be a model. Like, I just don't know.
1: Um... I think you alluded to somewhere the idea that she remains sexual after that one encounter with the doctor. What, what did you mean by that exactly?
0: Um, sorry. Because
1: I feel like after that point, she doesn't like flirt with people the way that Rose did, um, or Donna did, or even like, Bill did. <laughs> but with Bill, it's a little bit more fun.
0: Yeah, I. Well, here's the thing. There's always still this weird sort of sexual tension between Amy and the Doctor, which is I which think they
1: keep playing off of in a really frustrating way. In a very frustrating way. Like in the way, beginning of uh, in the beginning of like a Good Man Goes to War, they spend like five whole minutes like listing a bunch of generic traits that yeah. the Doctor and Rory share, right. so that it's ambiguous. Like, oh, is is he is she talking about how the baby is the Doctor's?
0: Right. Or like, oh, I truly love, I love him. He thinks it's the other one, but I love him. And like, which is just bad, like, ambiguous writing. That's, I think...
1: Using the pronoun game.
0: Yeah. Um, like, it's just, it's bad. And, you know, like, the whole love triangle is dumb. And also, I'll say this about the 11th Doctor. He is one horny motherfucker. (laughs) Like... Um...
1: Yeah as compared to as compared to the 10th I would say probably yeah. And the 9th does get around. Yeah, the 10th
0: gets around, but it's but like But usually
1: in episodes written by Moffat.
0: Y- right, exactly. So like
1: in the 10th anniversary special he t- seduces uh what what is her queen Queen Elizabeth I, the first the 50th? Yeah.
0: It's it's Queen Elizabeth the first.
1: Yeah. Um So he seduces her and then leaves her at the altar, and so she becomes a woman scorned in the past in the Shakespeare Code episode.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: So that's some weird timey-wimey shit where we find out that the reason Queen Elizabeth hates the Doctor is because she's a woman scorned.
0: Yeah, which, like, I don't know. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) Like, here's the thing. Like, the Doctor gets around, but he's not, like lecherous about it. I don't know. There's something bizarrely lecherous that starts to develop about Eleven's character. Um,
1: um, yeah, I've, in a really weird way because Eleven I, is so much more alien than Tenant was. He's
0: so much more alien, but I think also it has to do with the fact that he is simultaneously, like his character thing is that he is an old aging man in a childlike like body and like acts yeah. childlike oftentimes but then he plays as, with, like, with kids a lot he plays with kids a lot he uses that goofy Muffet like banter timey-wimey sort of things like yeah it, I'll, like uh i think a great example is in um the christmas carol um episode uh you know like the whole thing about like oh buttons this is my name written all over it well not yet but give me time and a crayon like you know like like yeah that but stuff. in the
1: same episode he's like yeah you know what me Santa Claus and Frank Sinatra used to go hit on ladies
0: and then I married Marilyn Monroe you know like yeah um oops yeah so well I think also let's talk about A Christmas Carol real quick because there's a lady in that that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here's the thing. I love The Christmas Carol. I yeah. I love this episode. It's really fun. It's super cute. Uh, I, like, it's great. It's just a good time watching this one. It might be my favorite Christmas special. But, mm-hmm. um, wow, that woman apparently falls in love with that kid in, like, seven days. days. Yeah. Yeah. And like, See, this
1: is why this is why I think maybe now we'll start talking about imprinting. Sure. And this is why I don't think imprinting is a sexist trope. It's just a really creepy trope. Totally. Stephen Moffat might be like a closet pedophile or something. Well, and we find this out sh- because he's really interested in stories about kids falling in love with like authority figures. Yeah,
0: he loves the Time Traveler's Wife.
1: Yeah, he really loves The Time Traveler's Wife, but he does it, like, both genders about equally, I think.
0: Um, maybe... Let me
1: list them out, because uh, I have them listed. Uh, but I... Okay, so the first one is obviously Girl in the Fireplace. Yeah. Classic, um, you know, that was really his first use of the trope. A girl grows up worshipping this man in a fireplace right, and then wants to get married to him, but then she ages out and dies. Yeah. Of disease. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, those French diseases. <laughs>
1: um, and then The Eleventh Hour does a similar thing where young girl meets the doctor, is obsessed with him because he's amazing, um, and I then is the just obsessed hour. with him into adulthood. Christmas Carol reverses it. A boy is proceeding through time much quicker than a woman who... Falls in love with him as he blossoms into adulthood.
0: Okay. Though,
1: Bells of St. John is kind of, like, the Doctor kind of creeps on Clara as a kid. Yeah. But they don't really, like, interact or imprint. Um, and then Listen has two boys, the Doctor and Danny, who both interact with Clara as children.
0: Yeah.
1: And Danny absolutely, you know, falls in love with her at that point. Right. But just doesn't really make the connection that they're the same person.
0: Right.
1: So, like, that's why, like, it's about even. It's, like, two and a half of each.
0: Yeah. I don't know, but, like, um... Uh, oh, sorry,
1: I forgot about river. So, oh, it, yeah. it is slightly unbalanced towards, um... It's slightly unbalanced towards the, the female children side. side.
0: And, like, but the river example is also the most egregious. Pretty egregious.
1: It's definitely the most egregious because she doesn't really have a character outside of that. Yeah. Which you would really expect her to. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, that's really, like, the imprinting thing is, like, he he, he imprints on everybody. He's just really interested in this idea of, like, young love. With a capital Young.
0: Yeah, with a capital Young. Um, (laughs) So, like, but, like, I think it's also interesting... At least in the Christmas Carol, I think it's interesting because I one I just think it's unrealistic that this woman would fall in love with this. I'll buy that, yeah, dude. Um, like imprinting or no? Like they
1: are sort of you know a whole new world Aladdin style adventures, right? With magic and mystery, but he's but like, like ten still.
0: for half of them, you know, <laughs> like.
1: It's very true.
0: Um. Yeah, like literally, it does get pretty
1: good looking though. I mean, maybe she's not in love. Maybe she's just like, damn. No,
0: but here's the thing: the episode really <laughs> pushes the in love thing because on her last day alive, she decides to spend it with him versus like her family, who like clearly, yeah, they, that's a
1: pretty big, that's a pretty big fuck up.
0: They like, yeah, I just, I can't get past that. That's just. Like, yeah. bad. Um,
1: Granted. They, they just should have had the family show up and, like, sing along with them. Right, like,
0: exactly. This is an
1: easy fix, Muffin. It's a
0: so easy fix. But, like, like she brings him to her family. And, like, that's a thing that he lacked, is family. I think it would have been really thematically so much yeah. better. But it's fine. Um, <laughs> also, I think with this one, as far as the imprinting thing goes, it's like... The woman didn't... I don't know. There's, like, something... She
1: didn't have a ton of character. It was more just, like, she likes fish and she sings. Right. And she's pretty.
0: Yeah. To me, it felt like this kid fell in love with her, but I guess that's what all the other ones are, too. I don't know. Maybe I'm being... Yeah,
1: it's a kid falling in love with, like, the idea of a person... And a lot of these kids fall in love more with the idea of the person than with the person themselves, with maybe the exception of Danny and Clara. Um, Like, River is just obsessed with the Doctor because he's, like, the person that she's destined to kill. um, Well, all Like, uh, Amy is, like, obsessed with this imaginary friend version of the Doctor. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Let's let's talk about River, specifically.
1: Yeah, River gets progressively worse... And then we lose her for a couple seasons, and then she's redeemed, in my eyes, completely.
0: Uh, Yes. I don't know about completely. You don't know how
1: complete it is. Yes. But for me personally, that's a complete redemption. Okay. Because she's given an internal world. Um, I think Um,
0: also a thing to bring up before we jump totally into River is that Moffat really likes the sexy, competent woman trope and sure. or uses it like hell. Um, like, like, I
1: think his views on, on gender can kind of be summed up more or less that he thinks everyone is sexy, but that a male sex fantasy is being super smart and having people fawn over you. And he thinks that a, a woman sex fantasy is being super sexual and empowered and, like taming a a, a wild man yeah like that's what he thinks a woman's sexual fantasy is which is probably inaccurate but his (laughs) ideas about male sexual fantasy are are pretty spot on
0: (laughs) of just being fawned over by well yeah there's um uh there's shoot let me see if i can find it there's a great um quote yeah
1: moffat has some Choice quotes.
0: Yeah. Well, it's from, uh, it's a blog that's no longer online. Um, it was this blog Oof. called Dr. Her. Um, oh, man. But the quote from it is where Davies who said, The doctor is a brilliant dude, but his female friends with a bit of practice can be just as brilliant. Mafatu says, The doctor is a brilliant dude, and his girlfriends think he's awesome for it. Which.
1: It's a very true idea of what he is like up until season nine. Yes. Where he flips it.
0: Yes. Which is, like, so... Like, it really feels like someone entirely different wrote, like, seasons 9 and 10.
1: Well, not to conspiracy theorize, but I think it's probably more so just that he finally accepted that he was wrong. You know? Moffat, like all of us, has the potential for growth. And his growth is that he realized that women can do things... That men can,
0: <laughs> or just that they shouldn't all be sexy characters. That like they should have yeah. like wants and desires and things like you know. Right. Like a, I mean, like, like Doctor Who is a
1: male power fantasy for sure. For like,
0: sure.
1: At its core, even, but it's it should also be a power fantasy f- for women. Yeah. It doesn't need to only be a male power. Right. fantasy.
0: Right, and I I think I think that. Russell T episodes did that in like not the best way always like I think we talked about Typically, it Typically
1: it still revolves around the doctor but it's way more common for women to be shown as powerful without their sexuality being a part of it.
0: Right, exactly. And it's like ro- and and like even if it is sort of just like lol, I looked into the TARDIS god face, and now I've got all the TARDIS powers, blah, or, oh no, I got some regeneration energy on me, and now I'm roll smart. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's... It's something. There's something. And, like, they get to do the cool, big, power, badass thing and defeat all the bad guys, and, like... Right.
1: Well, I mean, to be fair, Amy solves, I think, more plot-related issues in Season 5 than Rose does in her seasons. Okay. But after that, it kind of drops off yeah. steeply. Yeah. Um, in Season 5, she solves the the problem in uh, Beast Below, and then again in Victory of the Daleks.
0: Yeah. Um, sure. Like, I, I agree. But it's
1: typically not through, like, badassery or, like, gymnastics like Rose does. Um. <laughs> it's more like she's able to connect with people on a human level, which maybe is kind of sexist to imply that like women have more empathy than men, but the doctor just does not have empathy in the way that his companions do.
0: Right. And, and like, I mean, it's, it's hard to call it out as sexist when it's like a character necessity for the Doctor's companion. And it's just like... Sure. The companion tends to be a woman because we also want a woman to travel at around least in one space. one woman in a
1: show yeah. with two characters that repeat. Right. We need at least one woman in a cast of two. which
0: Which is why I think it's really exciting and interesting that we're getting... Um, a female, a female doctor, doctor. And to see... I wonder who
1: the companions will be. I'm really curious. Yeah. Will it be a big cast or a small cast? Will it be one male companion or one female companion? You know, what is it going to be?
0: Right. and well, And also it's a sort of question of like, does the Doctor's sexuality change now that they are a woman versus... What
1: I would probably assume is that Chris is going to tread as lightly as humanly possible... And not have any sex at all in it. <laughs> if he's smart, he will tread lightly, my friend. Yeah,
0: we'll see. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Um,
1: that maybe she'll be like pan or or bi?
0: Or well, like just just in general, I think, about okay. this this <laughs> this new female doctor. I'm very cautiously optimistic because they could do it terribly, but also they could do it. Not terribly.
1: Because wrote an episode called Cyber Woman, wherein there's a, a cyber for Torchwood oh boy. called uh, where it's just like a, a cyber woman in sexy robot lingerie. Uh oh,
0: <laughs> I'm nervous. But that show
1: about. is just terrible. So
0: yeah. Um. All right. M- more on the women. Um. Okay. So my favorite Russell T lady is Donna. Um,
1: I like Donna a lot, yeah. She's got a lot going for her. She sasses back.
0: She sasses back in a way... And, like, I'll say this. I will usually give the banter card to Moffat. Like, he, he just...
1: Except for with Donna, I agree. Except for yeah. with Donna.
0: Wow, dude. Donna, Catherine Tate, and David Tennant have just awesome like
1: phenomenal chemistry
0: and like not sexual at all like that was the yeah. other thing <laughs> like i they think do keep
1: doing the thing that they keep saying oh we're not married yeah that's like a running gag yeah. in the season
0: yeah well because people but keep assuming right um but like they make that gag and like i will say this is that um it's something that i dislike about uh, the 12th Doctor doing to Clara a lot is like makes a lot of like really uncomfortable and I think unfunny comments about her appearance a lot of the times, which are supposed to be played right. as jokes. I mean,
1: like, the joke is she's very attractive, the Doctor is not attracted to her like he was in previous seasons. Yeah. So, Which is a weird joke, and every time it happens, I will agree, it, it is a little cringy.
0: It's just, like, uncomfortable, but somehow, and, like, I don't know if this is a weird double standard going on, but, like, I really think it is funny when Catherine Tate does it to David Tennant, um, and was like,
1: you're, like, oh, man. You're, I, like, oh yeah, you're skinny. I, I feel the same way, and it is a little double standard but, you know, it's a fun double standard, because he is, like, a twig.
0: <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know, it's just, like, I think it's, I think for me, it's the power dynamic of it that makes it more comfortable, um, where, like, normally the doctor is the person with the most power, with the most knowledge, with with everything, you know? And then the companion... And Donna
1: upsets that balance over and over again.
0: Right. And then... Like what's
1: it space boy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like she does not bow to his power. And like in a way that's not like sexy. In a way that's just no. And this is okay, so this is where I think my biggest problems with Clara come up too. Is okay. that I feel like towards the end of her arc towards the end of her time on the show, um she like like they try to make her the bossy character or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel that Donna is a bossy character. She's the one who she's doesn't a, take shit. Like, no, shut up. She's a sassy
1: character. She's a sassy
0: character who's like, Shut up, alien boy. I'm in charge. Or like I'm not I'm in charge, but like, I know what's right. Like, you don't get to tell me what to do. But Clara does the same thing. But she she's doesn't a teacher. But un- She's
1: treated like, you know, The teacher of the doctor, and the doctor asks her questions. It defers to her judgment sometimes.
0: I don't know. She does it so often in a way that is, like, it's almost too, like, I feel weird saying this, but there's something unbelievable about it. Like, she's too pretty to be bossy or something, you know?
1: (laughs) I don't agree with that at all. I think the doctor and Clara are so similar that their genders like almost become irrelevant almost because she just acts like him in almost every way um bossing other people around and being a little bit selfish sometimes and and not uh, accommodating other people's feelings or emotions like they're very similar
0: Uh, i i don't know though that that works like I don't want to watch the doctor with the doctor. And, like, especially a weirder, like, a less compelling version of the doctor.
1: Well, if you say so. I I find Clara extremely compelling. But here's here's a major difference that I see between Clara and Donna, which is the resolution of the arc. Sure, I think... Which is, like, I mean, to be fair, Clara is a direct commentary, so it's able to sort of revise some things. But Russell's thing with Donna is... Well, if Donna gains the powers of the Doctor, it's too much for her and she has to be wiped of her memory and dropped back on Earth and just be exactly the same as she was, not really having grown at all because she's lost everything she's right. gained. The Clara on the other hand is told, "No, if you're given the powers of the Doctor, then you just are the Doctor because you're as smart as him, you're as powerful as him, you're as kind as him." You're, I mean,
0: is Clara better given than the, the, doctor par- even. the powers of the Doctor, though?
1: Yeah, she, she, the power to not die. Mm. That's at the end of Season 9. She's given a form of immortality, a long longevity similar to the Doctor. Sure. And that's all you really need to be the Doctor, is just a long-ass time and a lot of goodwill. And so she flies off with a shielder and becomes the Doctor. Okay. And I found that there's sort of like a commonality... Like between her and Donna, in that like they're both as clever as the Doctor, but one is told if you're as clever as the Doctor, then you're the Doctor. Anyone can be the Doctor. Yeah. And Donna is told the opposite.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll 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 take that. I'll buy that. It's just a shame that Clara doesn't have a character before then. <laughs>
1: I just like you. You can say that as much as you want, and I can say the same thing about like Rose and be like she doesn't have a character. She's just like flirty, but like but I, I can totally identify a ton of things that Clara does that are that are extremely characteristic of her. When she makes when she Here, goes well, okay. to the 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 restaurant with the doctor in the first episode with Peter mm-hmm. Capaldi in Deep Breath and. Both of them are assuming that the other one, in a really self-centered way, made this ad. And then she gets really defensive and starts, you know, yelling at the doctor for accusing her of being self-centered. Mm-hmm. And then she lies to Danny. But here's the thing, that, that, um, that
0: self-centeredness character, character trait comes out of nowhere. And, like, it takes a while well, for well, me okay, to yes. jump on for, board To be it. totally fair. Like, that's a thing. To be totally They're fair, asking-
1: the character in season seven... And eight onwards, they're two completely different characters. And season seven, you're right, is a blank slate. Right,
0: because she's just...
1: let's talk about season seven. Sure, she's
0: just a mystery when she comes along, you know?
1: Exactly. She's just a total mystery box with no satisfying conclusion because Moffat is more interested in mysteries than he is in characters or resolutions to those mysteries.
0: Yeah, which is why he's bad at Sherlock. (laughs) But anyway...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very true.
0: Yeah. He...
1: So like just give give us a rundown of everything that's shitty about Clara in season 7. Um,
0: I don't know. Just like she's there in that first episode and like Oswin was like kind of fine, but like yeah, I don't know. She, she...
1: They do the eggs stir-min eight yeah. thing.
0: Yeah. But that was that wasn't her. <laughs> that was just in that episode. She's making
1: soufflés because eggs stir and then you cook it for 8 mate, minutes.
0: I mate, a mate. Um, God,
1: it's so dumb.
0: Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so so, but then like she starts as this mystery, and the doctor's like, "How is she making the eggs?" But then we find out she's in the Dalek, and then like, whatever. Um,
1: and how is she so clever that she can hack the Daleks? Oh, yeah.
0: Um,
1: and then she, she in, in Snowman Well, and
0: right, and like, I'll say... She's a governor. I'll say this, she feels very ribbery in that first episode, where it's like, That's Hi, true. I'm a sexy woman who can go toe-to-toe with a doctor, and like... But I've gotta be sexy and fun and flirty about it, right? Wink.
1: God, wouldn't that have been a terrible three seasons? <laughs> if that had been what her actual character yeah. was. Yeah,
0: um... Yeah, So, great, cool, that happens. Then Bells of St. John, or, well, then the snowmen, and it's like, oh, shit, it's Clara again, but, like, it's Oswin. Why is she here? Oh, the doctor's...
1: She's got a cockney accent and a not cockney accent. That is her character trait. Also,
0: look at her teaching children. That's a thing that'll keep happening, I guess. (laughs) Um, like, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) There's... She's just there. She, like, does some stuff. She
1: really is just there. And then she dies. Like, she's... She doesn't have any character-centered episodes where she makes a choice. It just doesn't happen.
0: Right. It's like she just keeps chasing the doctor and, like, is clever and ha ha ha, but then she has to go back to her life and then the doctor shows up again and, like, she's what gets the doctor, like almost willing to do things again and says a mystery line run you clever boy and remember me which is like a bad line and she
1: says pond which is the dumbest thing you could ever say that it was very if you if you looked at like a frozen pond with a witch lady and you had to say use one word to describe it i would be like witch or like ice statue right and she doesn't
0: know anything about amy rory so it's not like she can be like (laughs) pond (laughs) <laughs> and like,
1: so it's like there's a there's a pond over there. It's really scary. Um, That's why you should help, because it's a scary yeah. pond. Also,
0: like the whole through line <laughs> of the rest of season seven where she's the impossible girl, born to save the doctor, blue and on a leaf, um, basically is like Ugh. The worst.
1: Big big ugh from everyone. Like no one liked that. I don't even think that Moffat liked that. It was just the first thing you came yeah, up with. Yeah, it was
0: bad. Like, the name of the doctor is bad. <laughs> you know, like, the bad rhyming. Like...
1: And then she jumps into this portal, this I'm-gonna-save-everyone portal. She jumps into an I'm-gonna-save-everyone portal. And then there's, like, no consequences for her, because the doctor just jumps right in after right, her. Right, like, there's
0: literally no consequences to that resolution at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like... <laughs> I don't know.
1: Like, if you jump into your own time stream, wouldn't that just make a million copies of you to go help yourself out? Right.
0: Like, I just... I don't...
1: No. If you jump into your own timeline, the timeline collapses, and then you just kind of walk right. out. But we don't even see it happen because they're more concerned with setting up John Hurt in the 50th anniversary right. special.
0: Uh, yeah. And, like, they got the I-don't-know-where-I-am catchphrase coming in again, and, like, they keep... Heat- Calling uh, back to souffle shit, and it's dumb.
1: There's so much, like, just, like, callbacks with no purpose yeah. in that season. Callbacks to and, callbacks And, like, she's
0: simultaneously trying to say, like, I was born to save the Doctor, but is also a damsel in distress, and just, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah, basically, the name of the Doctor is not great. Whatever. Um, so then we get the day of the Doctor, and... Oh, like she's a sexy school teacher, and she can also snap. And the TARDIS Is it just for open. sexy
1: reasons, though, or is it just literally like we need to give her some kind of career, some but kind I, of life outside know. the doctor? I don't know. I don't like
0: the school teacher thing because I don't think it really adds a lot to her character. I think
1: it adds a ton because like her interactions with the students were some of the most humanizing moments that Clara gets. Sure. Like, most of the time, it's about showing how inhuman she is and how, like, apart from the world, but, like, when she interacts with the kids, she's, like, you know, actually teaching them.
0: I don't know. I just, uh, it, like, just all of the stuff in the school, to me, generally felt kind of underdeveloped and, like, it's it's sort of, Maybe, uh, yeah. like, it just never clicked for me, totally. Um,
1: Did you watch the Caretaker episode again?
0: Yes, I believe so.
1: Um, I thought that one, like, that was, it takes place in the school, it's all about Clara and Danny's relationship, and about protecting the kids, and, you know, that her life and the doctor is supposed to be separate, and when they collide, it's dangerous.
0: Sure, I'll I'll agree that, but then, like, there's a lot of, like, weird other bad shit that I'll talk about when we get there, I think. Um, Okay. So, like, yeah, uh... Day the Doctor, sexy school teacher, she can snap and open the TARDIS too, ooh, like, she's sassy, is she though? Whatever. Yeah, so, like, I don't know, then she's like, there's good banter between the doctors, but then, like, she's just, like, I don't know, like...
1: She's just kind of there, but she is there as sort of, like, a mitigating force of the sheer testosterone in that room, like... She is the one who goes over and talks to John Hurt at one point and is like, you know, like, yeah, look at them. They're just like a couple of kids. Right. Um, And you're like even younger than they are, but they're just so immature yeah. and they don't know anything. I don't know. I feel like she does serve a lot sure, of purpose no, in every episode that she okay. appears in.
0: I guess. I don't know. What about Time of the Doctor? Something that
1: you like couldn't say for Rose or somebody.
0: What? Well,
1: Who's just kind of there.
0: What about Time of the Doctor?
1: Time of the Doctor is, like, more or less a rehash of Parting of Ways from Season 1, where they keep sending Rose away, now they keep sending Clara away. Um, everything with the Doctor being the fake boyfriend is so gross. It's so bad. Um, it just makes me want to hurt. Also, we've got another because... sexy,
0: powerful lady who wants to fuck the Doctor, and who he's probably fucked um
1: oh that's the uh the, the priestess the, uh, priest mother superiors lady. or whatever mother superiors also we got yeah. more church stuff uh, yeah that's uh she's not a great character she's just kind of there.
0: and like it's another woman who's like, is, like who's i'm content to be kinda, like, the big... i'm content with getting a sliver of the doctor's love for as long as i can you know like it's just like Jesus. he's not that great i'm sure his dick is not that amazing like chill out yeah
1: <laughs> He's got a weird <laughs> Um
0: Yeah, so... You know, we've got, like... More... Like... Like this idea that, like, real women are strong. And, like, like, the doctor fights with the sexy priest. And, like, that's what gets her to be, like, a real person again. Instead of being taken over by the Daleks. And it was, like, her... She was so insulted that he could talk to her like that. That she could fight through the dollar you know like it's just like this weirdly antagonistic weird. like shit that's like sexy you know i don't know um
1: yeah sexy like like
0: true love is bickering is sort of like Moffitt's weird <laughs> yeah Jesus. Um,
1: um yeah i'll buy that he does really like banter yeah in a very sam and diane kind right. of way so then
0: like up until How this bad? point I really still don't feel, like, beyond, like, I'm a good person who cares about people. Which, like, all of the companions are. That's their job, is to be the good mm-hmm. person who cares about people. Like, right. I don't think Clara has a lot of character. And then you're saying... In season
1: 8, though? Season well, in eight season
0: 8, they, they suddenly everything. start giving it to her. And it just feels...
1: Yes, that's true. I'm I'm saying that, because season 7 was just yes. bad. But I think that you can do that. Like, if you're you can't just be like stuck with a shitty character because you wrote them shitty for one season.
0: I mean, you could kick them off your show.
1: <laughs> but people liked her; they just didn't like the way that she was written. So why not just write her better? Like, I would say do this more. You know, add in character traits we didn't see before. I don't know. Like, I just if a character's weak, strengthen Sure, I her. agree,
0: but I just don't know that I believe the choices that they made to. Like, they decided that she's willful and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just...
1: Yeah. And then after that, she is. After they decide it. After she does that, she starts being, like, the risk taker. Like, especially in season nine, where she starts doing all these things that put her life at risk to help people. And, like sacrificing herself yeah no
0: season nine i i like clara season nine made me not hate her which like is a miracle honestly (laughs) um because here's the thing it's in season eight sure she gets some character traits but i think so much of her at least for me i feel like so much of the plot that season is about the weird sort of love triangle but maybe not love triangle but like
1: no, it is. It's not a love triangle, It's but it's the same function. Right. It's a relationship d- dilemma between two right. people. Right,
0: of, like, her versus the doctor and her and Danny. And, like... Yeah. I, I don't care about Danny. I don't believe that they would be in a relationship. It's, in fact, an incredibly, bizarrely, um, like... Like, Danny uses some abuse tactics on her. Um. Wait, in, when? In wow. The Caretaker, actually. Um...
1: I felt like the doctor was way more abusive in that episode.
0: Um, One thing that just, like, red flags to me when I was watching it is, um, like... Well, first of all, Clara just, like, blurts out that she loves him. Which, like, where did that come from? <laughs> like, from episode one to episode six, suddenly you, like, love him now? Okay. Um, fine. Great. Uh, and then so, like, what does he say? Um, oh, he's like, you have to tell me what you do with the doctor. Um, and, like, if he ever pushes you too far, you have to tell me. And if you don't tell me, then we're over. Which isn't a... Because he doesn't want
1: to be with somebody who, like, murdered somebody or let a planet explode. Like, I feel like these are very reasonable complaints to have about somebody who flies but around in space with a crazy but old man. But here's thing,
0: it's policing. It's not... There's no trust there. That's the thing. And, like... Well,
1: because how can there be trust when she's been lying to him this entire time?
0: <sighs> well, right! Exactly! It's then not like, a healthy relationship, he but her. it's
1: mostly unhealthy because of Clara, not because of Danny. Right,
0: but I don't know. I feel like that just felt... Either way, it's unhealthy, and I I don't... I can't care about their the stakes of their relationship if...
1: I think... Unhealthy relationships have way more stakes than relationships like Amy's and Rory's, where they're just like happy and together. Why? Well, because if you're just happy and together, then what are the stakes? The stakes are maintaining <laughs> like, they, that
0: happiness. Like if
1: right, but when they try and like break them up, it just feels completely unnatural because there isn't any actual tension in their well, relationship. Well, because
0: they didn't build like, any. When
1: Amy and Rory get divorced in Asylum of the Daleks. Everyone just goes what, and then they give like a bullshit reason that like Amy can't have kids, and they just never talked about it before they got okay, divorced. Okay, but
0: it's it's um, not that.
1: Whereas if Clara and Danny broke up, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. They both got some real fucking grown up. Right, today. exactly.
0: But I don't care. Like, there's no emotional weight to it. That's what I'm saying.
1: Wait, why not? I don't. Because understand Because if two people this. who aren't supposed are to be together way. break
0: up, you're like, good. Like, I'm not like, well, that's sad. They
1: could have been together if they grew up as people. If Clara was able to, you know, admit that, you you know, that she's keeping secrets from him and, you know, reconcile these two sides of her life. Or if Danny could be more tolerant and more accepting of her. Like, if they changed who they are to be better people, they could have been a good couple.
0: Right, but, like, they're not. They're breaking up. So, like, who cares? (laughs) Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I totally no one's disagree changing. with this
1: premise. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if if that's the case, like, what relationships would you ever be invested in?
0: Relationships where I want the two people to be together. Oh, so but
1: uh, no, I'm against Why? this. Like, that was the whole will-they-won't-they they thing from episode one. This whole episode was a callback.
0: <laughs> Zing-zagged on you. <ya>. Uh- <laughs>
1: It's not about me wanting two characters to be together. It's about me being interested in the two characters individually. And Danny is incredibly interesting. He's this soldier who, you know, accidentally killed someone once and now has incredible shame over it for the rest of his life. And Clara is this character who wants to be everything, wants to, you know, rule the world pretty much through being the doctor. They're both fine characters,
0: but I don't think that there's anything that's like, yeah, and like... They could be great together. Like, there's no like I just feel literally zero chemistry from them at all. So I can't. Okay,
1: if that's the I, case, then I can't really argue with you whether you feel chemistry. I feel a little bit more chemistry than you do, but I, I recognize that it's not like a ton of chemistry. But it's enough. But here's for the thing: me. the show like,
0: tries to sell it, like you know, like like what I just said. It's literally I've we watched like episodes season eight episodes one through six there's like I think one episode in there that I skipped for this rewatch and like between episode one when Danny gets intro or no he doesn't even get introduced in episode one he gets introduced in what episode
1: okay well it's because it's because Clara is a crazy person (laughs) who jumps into things way too sure but like and i think it's supposed to be portrayed that way i don't think it's supposed to be like she's actually i don't know i but like
0: i disagree i think it's the show is absolutely saying like yeah she kind of loves him and he's kind of into that for some weird reason and like okay
1: well that's bad but like it's kind of necessary in a show that has really short seasons (laughs) and you need to establish a relationship really. but there's so
0: many better ways to do that, I agree. And, and I think it's a real failure of the writing to do it in the way that Moffat executed it. Um, especially, I guess, when...
1: but like, I would still prefer that to season seven for sure. And like, I would prefer her having an interesting relationship and an interesting tension of character, whether or not it's brought on by like an extraneous right. Character. But like,
0: all the tension in the relationship is built around lying, which is like, I, I hate that trope where it's like, I get like. That. No, have, like, actual, like, issues with each other and break up and be not but these together.
1: these are the issues. The issues come from lying, but they're not addressing the underlying issues, which are that they have fundamentally different philosophies on how to be a good person.
0: Right. And, like, that's, like, a huge fucking deal in a relationship. And, like, they... Yeah. They, but they don't truly give that time or space. And, like...
1: They don't have time for it because they kill him off, which I think is the right move. And it frees, like, Clara up in a huge way to become herself. Right, self but I think it's also to supposed to be very tragic
0: because she confesses, like, this big whole love thing and then he dies. It is tragic.
1: And then... It's tragic if you love someone and they die, even if you're not meant to be together.
0: Right, but it's the sort of thing where it's like, I had no... I didn't buy that she loved him. I didn't buy their relationship.
1: Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like... The way that she reacts to everything, the way that she interacts with him, it's infatuation at first, and then that eventually leads to some deeper emotions. Maybe it just didn't have time to become to true love, but it, still affects her in a major way. True love way. or no. No, like,
0: yeah, sure. I here's the thing. I think mourning Clara, Clara who's like trying to get over Danny in like last Christmas on, is a much more interesting Clara. Whether or not I bought
1: What I think is the most interesting Clara is the Clara from Darkwater where she goes up against the doctor in that huge confrontation with the keys. What a well-written, well-paced scene.
0: Oh, I hated it. What?
1: I don't understand that at all. She is showing the doctor how she has come to understand him and how he works and how he thinks and is able to beat him. Except for, for the purposes of the plot, she can't have actually. Here's done the
0: thing: it. she does the empty teacher threat thing, though, and like, I don't know.
1: No, because it's not an empty threat anymore. From the from deep breath on, she doesn't make empty threats anymore. Yeah, okay. I, I, I loved that moment too in deep breath, where she's like. <laughs> she's, like, facing off. She's been totally abandoned by the doctor. Completely. She's all on her own. And she's just up against this killer robot. And she just talks him out of killing her. Yeah. And it's it's well written. It's, it's well paced. There's a back and forth. There's a changing of power dynamics within a scene. And that's how you write. Okay. And that's why I think, like, Moffat is capable of writing female characters as long as he stops thinking of them as female.
0: <laughs> yeah um okay well let's go on to the clara that i do like and then we can touch on some other people um sure season nine she starts to like be the doctor Be. i guess yeah be the doctor but like
1: she's a risk taker she's she's
0: she's mellowed in an interesting way like and the doctor is mellowed too yeah that's a big thing is like moffat went
1: and they have a lot more chemistry in nine than eight, for sure. Right, and,
0: but it's like a warm, friendly chemistry than like a sexy, like I'm bantery. You know, like that's the thing is that's the what I banter. Meant. Yeah. The the banter in season six through eight are it's bad. I don't like the Moffat banter. It's too much. It's overwritten. It's it's
1: yeah. I would agree with it, that.
0: It it really hurts the characters. I think. Um, And then in season 9, he's brought it back down to, like, season 5 levels, where it's...
1: And then in season 10, he's brought it up to, like, Russell T. Davies levels of just fun characters having a good time. Right,
0: well, I mean, I don't know, he's brought the Moffat level of the banter back up, but... um...
1: I, th- I think, I think season 10 is like the best banter of the show.
0: So. Yeah, sure. I would, I would maybe agree with you. I, and like, I think that's a big thing because I, I really like Bill. Um, yeah. I think she's really interesting. She's fun. She like, I don't know, maybe she's doing the exact same things as Jenna Coleman, but she's doing it so much better. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, for me the I I think Bill is a fully realized character who has wants and desires. Yeah.
1: She has a history, she has a future, she has everything. She has a love interest that is kind
0: of shoehorned in. Right. But Though makes sense I I do like it because character. one thing I called the pilot out for was the barrier gaze trope, but they fucking reverse that shit at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Which like hot diggity. I I can jump on board with that. Like yeah.
1: Yeah. If it's a fake death, let it be a fake for death for
0: some nice gay that Challenges
1: a trope. <laughs> um, yeah, and Bill like is so genre aware. I think that's like her main characteristic that distinguishes her from um, you know Rose or Donna. Right. Um, is that she's so genre aware and able she's to like, pick out what's going on in. An aware,
0: episode. but not like overly meta in the way that I think. Right. A character, the the female character that I have problems with, I think the most, started Osgood. Is who? Osgood? No, I like Osgood. She's fine. Um, oh, okay. I
1: just because she's also genre aware because she's like a fan. Yeah, yeah, girl. yeah. Uh,
0: no, it's it's Missy. It's the master, the lady master. Like,
1: uh, I'll buy that, but at the same time, I really like her motivation. It makes a lot of sense to me that she's just trying to convince the doctor that they're the same because they, she wants to be best friends again. Like, that really works for no, me. No, yeah, I... And, like, yeah, she's portrayed in kind of, like, a sexy, fun, bad girl way, but she's way more portrayed as just a straight-up psychopath who's willing to fucking kill people.
0: Yeah, but it's, like, it's the idea that, like, a female psychopath is sexual. Like, it's equating this the sexual yeah. with, um... With evilness, <sighs> a little bit.
1: It's a little frustrating, yeah, because it's just like, all you would have to do is cut out the weird kiss when she's first introduced, and some of the, like, flirty things, which she only does, like, once or twice, uh, but it's enough to be like, eh.
0: Yeah, and it's like, it's like, oh, she wants to bang the doctor now that she's a lady, and maybe she did as a...
1: She definitely doesn't, but she's pretending to. <laughs> right exactly which is just like it's
0: weird you know um and like but she's in especially in um the end of season 10 world enough and time um like the whole thing where she's pops out and just literally it's moffat being like doctor who doctor who look doctor who
1: (laughs) i don't know i found that scene really funny but Uh, i get how you could be frustrated. here's my
0: whole thing with the end of season 10 i found it simultaneously i really i liked it but also, at the same time, it was clearly Moffat's big goodbye speech. Um, and, like, yeah, but it I, was him it's having... a
1: great speech. Having, it's the speech to end all speeches. It's him
0: having one last, like, romp uh, out in...
1: I mean, it shows, like, fundamentally the difference between the Master and the Doctor isn't that the Master is just evil, but that he's obsessed with Coming out on top, whereas the Doctor is just obsessed with being a good person.
0: No, no, I totally... I like that. I like that that last speech. And I I think it's a really tragic (laughs) death for the Master. Um,
1: Yeah. But what a perfect one. Just totally self-destructive. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Totally unwilling to change, and so you end up changing because you're unwilling.
0: Right. Um... But yeah, so like, I don't know. Like I I liked that, but yeah. <laughs> Just I don't know what I'm saying. Why
1: why would the why would she flirt with herself is the biggest oh, question. Oh, I
0: totally bought that. In a minute, like if there's anyone who loves themselves, it's the fucking master. They turn the entire human race into masters. Like Okay, but you, uh, I buy it.
1: But like he yeah. All right. <laughs> that's pretty good yeah he's just self-obsessed like
0: yeah. who if there was ever anyone in all of time and space who wanted to fuck themselves it's the master for sure you know and the doctor's probably not far behind
1: <laughs> but we don't want that if they ever bring Matt Smith and David Tennant back
0: yeah please don't make them do anything with Jody Whittaker please Ugh. no thank you
1: or Peter Capaldi. Actually, I'm sure there's
0: tons of fan fiction about it already, so I'm sure it's someone's yum. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah, okay. So, uh, did, is that all the Moffat ladies? Oh, did we talk about River?
1: I can't remember if we talked about River or um,
0: not. River is a baby who's born did. because of the Doctor, and then is raised to kill the Doctor, and then after 20-plus years of brainwashing in Let's Kill Hitler... She, like, has one moment, uh, falls in love with him in, like, five minutes, and then, like, that overcomes the 20-plus years of brainwashing somehow. And then she's in love with him forever.
1: And she kills him with a poison kiss. Yeah,
0: because sexy lady assassins. Um, And it's just, like, and then, like, later she becomes an archaeologist, like... Because of the doctor, which like just ugh. stop, stop ruining River. Can you stop imagine, ruining like, River. If they had
1: written, uh, can you imagine if they had written a season wherein she's actually actively tracking down and killing the doctor in like every episode?
0: Yeah, dude, I'd watch that spinoff. River kills the doctor. That would be
1: so goddamn cool. But then over time, she realizes that he's not the bad guy. Yeah, and then uh, only after that, you know, because he does something, you know. Humanizing, or something, you know, they have some connection. Right, of give her a Zuko plotline. You, you like,
0: it's totally Zuko hunts the avatar, but like.
1: And then they fuck.
0: <laughs> but then they fuck. Also, someone else's fanfiction, I'm sure. Yum. Um, no, yeah, like, like, here's the problem. It could have been good ish. Like, the whole ish. Because, like, kidnapping Amy Very and making ish. her have a baby, like, the the mysterious pregnancy trope is bad and garbage and it's, yeah
1: it's very soap opera it's and... it's a
0: huge part of sci-fi though in general and it's a bad one um,
1: wait what, where else is it in sci-fi just to show how oh, it's a trope. almost
0: every single sci-fi there's um, yeah like what yeah so like um, it's used in Star Trek Battlestar Galactica Sabrina the Teenage Witch it's just this idea that like a woman's body so it was like
1: also like a Fantasy yeah exactly as well as yeah it,
0: it's this idea that um honestly it's sort of a trope in the bible question mark with like mary and jesus Sure,
1: immaculate conception let's let's yeah, call it it's that
0: a, it's immaculate conception amy has
1: an immaculate conception where, in the tardis where, and
0: like amy is like a huge huge person who gets affected by this um because she has this baby but then doesn't Um, there's no repercussions to it, really. Like, for her character, like, sure she gets to sort of raise the character but then
1: As as when she's also a child like, they grow up together.
0: Right, exactly which is not.
1: But they don't call back to that ever again. No, never.
0: And like, it's also not, it's not really raising your child and it's like they try to sort of do something with it where, like, that's why she breaks up with Rory, but, like, it's...
1: But that's even worse, because it's, again, like, it's not even a resolution for her character. It's just about her relationship to a guy, as opposed to what it should be, which is a mother-daughter relationship. Right, and, like, this is... Which this... we don't get enough of in a positive way on this yeah. show. It's,
0: <laughs> it's a sort of thing where it's a lot of Moffat's characters, it's about being a mother or like, a wife, and...
1: But it's okay if, like, you know, to have a mother-daughter relationship in a story, but you have to have it be about their relationship, not about the motherhood, you know? It's not about whose Or just... whose child... Right,
0: it's just sort of this idea, also, that, like, um... You know, like... (laughs) All women want to have babies, and all women want to get married, and, like... Well, I don't know if
1: this implies that in any way. I mean, none of Moffat's other char- female characters get pregnant or anything.
0: Um, I think...
1: And, like, the idea that Rory wants kids was, like, a plot point from back in season five, um, where you have the, you know, the Dream Lord episode right. where, you know, Rory wants Amy to... Stay in and have kids, and Amy wants to go fly off with the doctor into a space cold star. Right. Um, but like, like I don't think it's bad to have a character. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think he overuses the trope of having a woman want to have kids or like have them be destined to have kids. But the issue for me is just that the relationship between two female characters is totally dropped in favor of one of their, both of their relationships to one guy. That's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. If the relationship was between Amy and river and that was the crux of the season, I don't think people would even, you know, be so upset about river like right. at all.
0: Well, I don't know. I think I might be, uh, but, but you're right. Like it definitely doesn't help that it's about, it's centered around the doctor versus centered around the mother daughter relationship. Um, so, yeah, so it sucks also, well, here's another thing is like River's death, which we see in like her first episode. Right. Um, she's it's a saved into this for the doctor. It's a self sacrifice for the doctor. But then also, she's put into this machine where she then becomes a mother to a computer program and the two fake computer program oh, kids.
1: Oh shit, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Oh man, that is just garbage. What, like what's the purpose of this?
0: Yeah, it's just like yeah, and and it becomes more egregious sort of the more we learn about River 2, but it was pretty weird even then, like when it happened in uh, Force of the Dead.
1: Yeah, I don't think that he knew enough about her character at that point to give her a proper ending.
0: But, but like, but like that ending... to him is, like, well, what do women want? And, like, you know, when Donna goes in there, it's like, well, she gets married and, like, has some kids. Which, like, fair well, enough. she so, does want to get married. Totally. But, like, but that's Donna's ending. Why is that River's, you know?
1: <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll definitely buy that. Because, like, River's real ending at the core of it is in the husbands of river song which is i think a fantastic episode totally I and about. i
0: i think it does a lot to redeem the problems that happen with river there's still some issues i think but i think yeah, it does the main a issue excellent... being just
1: that she's a um what's the opposite of a womanizer a, a malinizer. <laughs> um a man of fire. uh <laughs> But she's, you know, she man-eater. has several husbands, the as the title implies. Term, what man eater? Man eater. Yeah. Um. She, she's just. Uh. She gets around. She's not just obsessed with one man, which is good. But she's still very sexualized. Which but is I
0: don't. Bad. I don't think that's a bad thing. Okay. Good. Um. I. I think
1: it's a little weird. Still.
0: I think it's in keeping with the character that they've built for River that she is this like sexy femme fatale sort of character. Sure. Okay. Who...
1: But it's still more that like the doctor is jealous, I think, which is the the issue I take.
0: I like that because the doctor deserves <laughs> to feel jealous. Like Yeah, that... the doctor
1: never feels jealous.
0: <laughs> yeah, like and and I think um just like, is like it's a great episode because the whole speech that she gives or it's like the doctor doesn't love me or whatever. Um, yeah,
1: you wouldn't ask a, a a fixture to love you back or
0: right. A, I think an, a monolith. I think it's simultaneously a good call out, but also <laughs> it's just a problematic. Relationship in general, and like, sure, acknowledging it is one step, but like, you're also well, still. Well, then I think
1: they take the next step, which is having the doctor saying, "No, you're wrong. I've been a shitty person uh-huh. for two thousand years." Here's twenty four. Um, here's twenty four because that's all I can give you. I would right. give you more if I could.
0: I think that but... last twist is also like a little dumb but i'll let it no, slide no i
1: think it's i think it's exactly what she means by little time you know
0: oh uh, yeah just give
1: you some of your life like in in the lifetime of the doctor 25 years might as well be a night in dirilium you know
0: right i mean i that's guess that's
1: nothing for him considering so, he
0: was in a fucking dungeon for 2 billion or 4 billion or whatever like yeah, whatever it's a crazy
1: amount of years <laughs> um but like that's that's exactly the point. Is gi- giving her just twenty four, which for her is everything that she wants, and for him it's nothing, but it's something that he can do for her. Is to just watch her story end. And the doctor hates endings. That's yeah. a big trope that Moffat likes. Yeah, and I think it's done well here.
0: I I would agree. Um, and I think a good ending for for River. Might also be a good be... ending
1: It would have been a good ending for Moffitt in general. Like if he just you know if that had been his last episode, I think it would have been a great farewell.
0: Yeah. Um, um
1: I think that might be just about everything with Moffitt.
0: Sure, yeah. So jumping over to Russell T. Davies, we're like, I think for me, um he does more interesting stuff. I I think um, that, like, he's, he's got less problems. I mean, there's definitely a lot of offhanded comments about women. I think his
1: problem is more, like, with trope-filled villains or, like, side characters, rather than with the main cast. Yeah. So, like, his main cast is really strong. Like, Rose is kind of a boring character, but there's, there's nothing, like, overtly bad about her, except that she's, like, too flirty, maybe. But even then, like, that's more my judgment than his.
0: Right. Like, I don't think she's all that flirty, especially compared she to She flirts with people. pretty
1: much everyone in season one, but then it kind of tones down in season two where they're really, like, flexing this, the doctor and Rose are gonna get together thing. Yeah. Um, which I don't buy for a second. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. And it's just as creepy as, like, a 40-year-old man and a baby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, you could say that about the Doctor and, like, literally anyone who's not a Time Yeah, guard.
1: but I would agree with that. I yeah. think it's gross.
0: Okay, that's fair. Um, I don't know. Like, I think, you know, like, definitely there's, I think this ideal like, there's the, Rose is put on a pedestal a little bit. Um, yeah. For whatever reason. By Russell reason. as
1: well as the fan base.
0: Right, yeah. And then, um, you know, then we get. Donna, who's like this refreshing breath of air in uh, right. the runway bride, and while bride. she's not
1: super competent, Martha fills that role by being just the most clever and competent companion of all of them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Martha is great. Uh, she also, we talked about this last time, gets the most shit. Um, yeah,
1: for her. <laughs> Poor but that's a, that, a, that includes a lot of like damsel in distress stuff, which like shouldn't really be necessary in the stories that he writes, but they just kind of appear there.
0: That is true. He he does do a lot of damsel in distress. There's a lot of kidnapping. There's a lot of, like, um, you know, just even sort of Martha's, like...
1: Put in peril, like, their lives are at stake, and that's the only stakes for the doctor is the companion's life.
0: Right. Um, Um,
1: I think, like... Like, Martha especially gets put in a bunch of really, really near-death experiences that are supposed to be, like, are pushing the Doctor to extremes and stuff.
0: But I think it also pushes Martha to extremes and really interesting way. And one thing I will say that I love about Martha's character is that not only does she not choose the Doctor in the end, but that, one, she's, I think, maybe one of the only companions to not, like, die or get shipped off or, like, have to lose their memory or something. Like...
1: Yeah, well she, yeah, she just leaves but only because she got friend zoned, which isn't a great replacement. But and it, then she like gets engaged to a guy, breaks off that engagement, and then gets paired up with Mickey, the only other wait, black character that he wrote. But but Which is I, such a
0: Okay, weak yes,
1: ending for her character.
0: I, I agree. But I think before it's the reason she leaves the TARDIS isn't just because she realizes she's in an unhealthy relationship with the doctor. It's because she chooses her family over the doctor. Like, she says, like, I can't leave them, like, their... Yeah,
1: which is undercut by her speech about her friend who got friend zoned. But I blah, like blah, that blah.
0: speech. That's a powerful speech. That's a really hard thing to do is say, I That's need to. That's a
1: powerful take... friend zone speech from a friend zone friend zoner
0: But it's not it's not friend sure she got friend zoned but then like she does the thing that no one else in the friend zone does which is go I'm going to take some time away with you to get over you
1: All right that's a good point
0: Which is like incredibly powerful I think
1: Yeah I'll and I agree think with especially
0: that. for for women who like their a lot of their stories are about falling in love with the man and like And and friend zones stories in general, it's like, if you just work hard enough, if you just prove how good you are, they'll love you. And like, she realizes that's not healthy. And that's not true. And I'm never gonna find someone who will care about me if I just keep caring about you. And so she leaves. And I think I don't know. I think that's a powerful, powerful statement.
1: Um, I think that the worst thing that Russell does with women is just all baked into Cassandra, a character that he <laughs> decided to revisit. Yeah. Like, no good writer would ever... No no one with writer's instincts would ever be like, yeah, Cassandra, we gotta bring her back. She's a vain skin tag <laughs> who personifies women getting plastic surgery is bad.
0: Yeah.
1: And she's greedy, for the purpose of vanity, like, she's like, these skin treatments don't cost nothing, and it's like, right. oh, God, you're the worst, and then she possesses Rose's body and does sexy things, Yeah, and it's very, very strange.
0: No, definitely Cassandra, I think, is probably one of the worst villains. And there's
1: also, like, a couple of, like, women betrayer characters, like, the master's Wife right. who betrays him, and he goes. Ah, it's always the women.
0: Yeah, it's hard. And like, it's hard with the with villains saying shit though, because it's like they're villains. They say villainous things, right?
1: But why have these villains be like? I don't know. Th- he's technically right. It was the woman this time. So like,
0: we sort of agree why make him right? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> why weird. not
1: have it be the woman doesn't betray him, but you know was like with him till the end and just following orders to shoot him. I don't know.
0: Well, that's a, its own problematic tropes, you know.
1: Whatever. I don't there's no way to do it well, so they shouldn't have yeah. just shouldn't have had him have a wife. Yeah. It's a pointless thing.
0: And, I mean, and then there's like the cat
1: burglar from Planet of the Dead who was like right. this weird like sexy cat burglar. Yeah. And then the doctor is like, "No, you can never travel with me because you're a cat burglar."
0: Right. Or just like, Weird. well, but I think also that is like, he's no, it's too many ladies. I don't know more ladies. I'm sad. Ladies.
1: <laughs> Very much so. Uh, um, there were some female characters that I really liked. I liked the um, astronaut from Waters of Mars. Yeah,
0: she's great.
1: Um, a lot of other side characters who, like, you know, uh, sacrifice themselves. Um,
0: yeah, he really does like that evil woman villain. Like so does He does. does. Moffett, yeah, there was the but... woman
1: from the adipose, and there was the evil woman in the next doctor.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think again, th- they both tend to do this sort of stuff, but then that... Yeah. I but think I in mean... general, for me. Yeah. Just just as sort of like a a point counterpoint for RTD and Moffat
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that. The worst of Russell is not as bad as the worst of Moffat, but, but neither best of is Moffitt the best. Far
1: exceeds, yeah. Russell, yeah, yeah. I would absolutely agree with that. I think that's probably a good place to leave it. Um, you know, yeah. they both have issues with women. Chris Chibnall also has some issues with women that may or may not appear in his new show, uh, um, but we hope for the best. Yeah. We hope for Jodie Whittaker to take this show.
0: And whatever and happens, it, um yeah. you guys can look forward to uh, at least this is this is my plan. I would love to talk about the the new season after when it's finished it airing. Out. Yeah. Let's do it for sure. Um cool. Let us
1: know if there's anything that we missed or if you think we're wrong about these uh, tropes with women whether we were too forgiving yeah. or too critical. Yeah
0: two Jews, ten opinions, especially when talking about Doctor Who.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Alright. Catch you, um, in the future. Yeah.